Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. Once we understand that self-care is mandatory, it's a must, and that taking the time to honor our needs actually primes our productivity, then we can engage in being truly productive. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management helping overwhelmed clients make space for what matters. Join me each episode as we explore ways to live a more proactive, productive life with topics and guests that speak to simplifying, self-awareness, systems, and so much more. I understand overwhelm personally as a fellow multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and I'm so grateful you've joined me today. If self-care is a topic of interest to you, if it's something that's challenged you, then today's episode is for you. We're going to review the conversations we've had so far on the podcast, so you can jump back and listen if you find something that interests you, Or you can grab the summaries from today because this episode is a truly efficient way to explore the topic. It's like the Cliff's Notes of the episodes, so you get the benefits of 10 episodes in one. Before I start the roundup, I wanted to take a moment to thank you again for being here and listening and to celebrate a few milestones with you. Your support of this podcast has taken it to significant standing. Last week, I celebrated 145 episodes and the podcast hit 20,000 downloads. It remains ranked in the top 5% of podcasts worldwide, according to Listen Notes, which means it's one of the top 5% most popular shows out of over 3 million shows worldwide. That still boggles my mind. I'm also excited to announce that Feedspot placed the Positively Living podcast in a list of the top 25 positive thinking podcasts to listen to in 2023. It was ranked number 12, but I'm honestly just honored to be nominated, especially in the company of podcasts like Positive Head and so many others that focus on positive psychology. This is exciting in that it means greater reach for what we're talking about here. But please remember that I care most about what you think, so I'd be honored for a review or rating online and for you to share the episodes that matter to you, and for you to reach out to me with feedback and ideas. So thanks for taking a minute to celebrate with me. That's definitely something we need to do more, and it's gratitude for the good things and being willing to share them. Now, let's get to the topic at hand, self-care. In an effort to keep this episode from being hours long, there had to be a limit. I wanted to round up self-care episodes to discuss, but realistically, we've discussed this topic in nearly every episode. Just last week, I claimed decluttering is self-care, so technically, all the decluttering episodes would apply. Also, wherever we have discussed stress management, that would be a big part of self-care. And there's the foundational mindset work, like Mallory Jackson shares, 
in her episode on codependency and episodes that cover boundaries, one of which is included in this list. There's also mental health ones. So for those that I don't include today, you'll be able to find them if you're curious about them by searching on the website podcast page. Plus, I'm adding more and more playlists to that page to make it even easier to find the topics you want. Go to positivelyproductive.com slash podcast. Today, I'm featuring 10 episodes where we've tackled self-care from different angles. These episodes are included in a playlist you can link to from the podcast page, as I mentioned. And as a reminder, any books that are mentioned are on the favorites page of the website. I'm going in order of first to last, so we'll be heading way back to the single-digit episodes to begin. Number one is The Whole Self Lifestyle with Sarah Arginal, episode number five. This was my first crossover episode, and I've done a couple more since then with Alicia Galati and Emily Aborn. In it, we celebrated the kickoff of my podcast and the launch of Sarah's book, which is the same title as the episode. We talk about self-care as a way to get the energy we need and to model for the next generation. My favorite takeaway is self-serving, to be sure. It's how Sarah confirmed what I've known for a while now. Surface-level tactics will not truly heal us, so we need to define self-care in a way that's beyond just the pampering stuff. And our gateway to doing that is self-awareness. She and I bonded over this holistic approach to living your life and the principles of an all-time favorite book of mine by Greg McEwen, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. The overarching principle, do less but better. You can find out more details about Sarah at arginalinstitute.com. Number two on the list, Building Resilience Through Self-Care with Jillian Benke, episode number 10. Self-care isn't just about how we take care of ourselves. It's about the cumulative benefit of the practice. Self-care helps us show up with our potential fully accessible, not dulled down by exhaustion, which happens so often. So this means we can show up our best and recover faster when we prioritize self-care. Because Jillian and I are both questioners, we understand that all of these things will look different depending upon who you are and what you need. We both live through burnout, and those stories are very different, but the one thing we have in common and that we agree upon is the big takeaway that will probably sound familiar to you. You need to ask why you do what you do. A bonus takeaway is Jillian's self-care list that she still offers for free on her site. And it has a list of self-care ideas based on the amount of time they take. You can find it at momcamplife.com. Number three, self-care as a business strategy with Stacy Walker. Episode number 16. Now we double down on the self-care isn't just bubble baths point of view as Stacy shares her story of almost dying. She's been successful in business many times in life. But the lessons learned of the price she pays is a cautionary tale I want us to carry with us. My favorite takeaway is her encouragement to ask for help and find your community to support you in your entrepreneurship. You need to understand as an entrepreneur that maybe family and friends can't always offer you what you need. They don't get what you're doing in the same way, even if they want what's best for you. 
sometimes it can work against you. And no, if you listen to this episode, you'll hear about Stacy's Facebook community. Just a heads up, this group is now closed, but you can still connect with Stacy at her website, unleashyourambition.com. Number four is four ways systems can support self-care with LaVista Jones. Episode number 90. So next up, we explore not only the practice of self-care, but how we can make the practice easier through systems. LaVista comes out of the gate saying, you don't start your business planning to hate it, so why not design it in a way that you'll love? If you don't, you're headed down the road to burnout, because if you don't carve out the time for care and energy, that's what's going to happen. I especially love her quote. This is my favorite takeaway. You don't have to be an afterthought in your business. You get to be a priority. Boom. Mic drop. Done. (laughs) So this episode is about how you can use automation and other resources around you to streamline your systems, open up time and space for self-care, and keep burnout from being your final destination. You can find more about LaVista at lavistajones.com. Number five. Self-discipline is self-care with Amanda Chills. Episode number 91. Oh, it's time to get dirty with this guest. (laughs) Do I have your attention now? Yeah, my favorite takeaway right off the bat has to be her talking about dirty self-care. Listen to it. You don't want to miss this. She's amazing. This is where we not only dig into what self-care really is, We pull in discipline, boundaries, and the concept that self-care can be challenging. Let's call it right out. It's not always a feel-good thing. I also really enjoy that everyone else, including me, loves to say self-care isn't selfish. And I think that's a great mantra. But Amanda simply says, so what if it is? You can find Amanda at livemyhappyhealth.com. Number six. Five Steps to a Consistent Self-Care Plan, Episode 93. In this solo episode, I pull together many of these concepts we've been chatting about, what self-care really is, how it impacts you when you skip it. And so this way, we pull that all together to create a plan of action. After all, no matter how good all these ideas are, it doesn't matter if you don't implement them. As with my coaching, I share here how to create a plan that feels doable, sustainable. If I had to pick a favorite tip, I would say the point about using the 80-20 principle, the Pareto principle, so you can be as efficient as possible while replenishing you. When you know yourself and the things that really make a difference in terms of your energy and well-being, you can choose the easiest thing that meets those needs, and it's a win-win. It's important to note that one way to figure out what works best comes from a worksheet I mention in this episode and in others, the Joy List. It's one of the three key worksheets I have my new clients complete right away when we work together, and it's part of the multi-passionate creative toolkit I offer for free. Positivelyproductive.com, you'll find it right on the homepage. It's also included in the Resources Vault, which is a paid product that offers all of the freebies in the multi-passionate toolkit, plus bonus workbooks and recordings. So the Joy List is essentially a super quick, we're talking minutes here, way to create your own self-care guide, and I highly recommend you try it. Number seven, Easy and Effective Self-Care Practices with Daniela Wolf, episode number 104. In every conversation, we keep saying self-care can be easy, 
In this one, we get specific about it. We clarify what self-care is, again, because I think we need to repeat that many, many times, and how it recharges and re-energizes us. And Daniela gives us many examples of how we can seamlessly fold in so many little things throughout the day that really add up to the self-care we need. My favorite takeaway regarding this is that this is considered tiny habits, essentially. And when you collect them all together, you're doing something called habit stacking. It's so efficient and effective, just like the title, really. It's easy and effective. And I love that. You can find Daniela at bestdlife.com. Number eight, setting boundaries for sustainable self-care with Justine Soans, episode number 105. In this conversation, Justine helps us understand how pouring from an empty cup is not just ineffective, but actually dangerous and our path to burnout if we don't pay attention. My favorite point of hers is how we've been misled to think self-care is supposed to feel good and that actually those bad feelings are clues that we need to understand and that we need to address our needs. The gem within this conversation at the very end is her reminder that both things can be true. And this is especially important for the conflicting concepts like joy and grief, that they can both be true. I think this expands our perspective of the world and gives us permission that we need to design self-care the right way for us, which you know I'm a fan of. You can find Justine at justinesones.com. Number nine, seven ways we sabotage our happiness and productivity, episode number 118. In this solo episode, I share some concepts that date back to the beginning of my coaching. After working with so many clients as a professional organizer, helping them declutter and organize their spaces, I shifted into productivity coaching. The more I worked with mental clutter, the more I saw mindset trends that kept repeating. These same trends kept popping up over and over again, getting in the way of healthy habits and making my clients miserable. There was a list of seven that all started with one phrase, stop saying should. I do not like that word. (laughs) It popped into my mind one day and then the others spilled out right after. They include, in addition to stop saying should, comparing ourselves to others, assuming what people think, repeating the same negative stories to ourselves, seeing failure as a bad thing, spending time with negative people, and the last one connects to this roundup, believing that self-care is optional. Once we understand that self-care is mandatory, it's a must, and that taking the time to honor our needs actually primes our productivity, then we can engage in being truly productive. If you're curious about the details of each, you can listen to the episode or access the resources library. The Multipassionate Toolkit has a library not only with the three main worksheets, but also some additional ones. And I keep that list in there with the other main worksheets I use. Number 10, using the five love languages to practice self-care with Miriam Wexler. Episode number 144. Our most recent episode features a guest who is so excited to share the five love languages and what they can do for us, specifically how we can use them as a framework to practice self-love. In the episode, we talk about the five love languages as they originated, romantic love, and how they've grown into other relationships, family and business, but Miriam goes 
deep into each to show how they would apply to our self-care. For example, if words of affirmation is one of your love languages, actually saying affirmations makes sense for you as a love language. If quality time is your love language, then you find quality time to spend by yourself. It's clever and fun and very doable. And many of the love languages actually overlap in terms of things that you can do. So it's super efficient. Her heartfelt reminder that self-care is a lifetime practice is so important. This isn't something you're going to figure out in a day. Keep going. It's a practice for a reason, right? My favorite hidden nugget of wisdom just might be when she described how this approach can work, not just for self-care, but as a complement to our relationships with others by reinforcing how they can help us serve our needs. It's a very cyclical concept, which I love, where it's a positive feedback loop, but the logic is clear. We must know our own needs and communicate them for any of our relationships to work, including with ourselves. And there you have it, 10 episodes, a bunch of brilliant takeaways, and hopefully major inspiration for you to carve out the time to do the things that make a difference in your life, in your energy, in your spirit. Speaking of takeaways, I would love to know yours. And if you have a favorite in this list, or if you've completed the joy list, I'd love to know what matters to you. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.